Greetings, everybody. Welcome back to episode number three of Vegan Carne Alliance. I am your host, Cole Moss. I am the veggie man whose favorite meals are usually at carnivorous restaurants. And today I am joined again, lucky me, by Jesse Molinix. So Jesse is a carne man with a love for veggies. Jesse, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. <laughs> Tell me what's happening in your life. You just got off a crazy weekend of cooking. Oh, yeah, I did a big pizza party. Um, 80 people. Ate uh, around 80 to 100 pizzas <laughs> by myself. That's enough. And these two little tiny Costco pizza ovens. Ooh. And it was uh, good. It was great. Everyone loved it. I was fucking tired. <laughs> of course they loved it. Yeah. I have no doubt about that. What yeah. were on those pizzas? What were you making? Uh, I just, I did everything from just your classic cheese to, I did a pork belly with um, cumin carrots and I made different hot sauces. You said cumin carrots? Yeah. Is that something you usually do? No, I use cumin carrots left over from another dish I did and I just was like just making an array of just different pizzas because uh-huh. the person that I was doing for was in the industry and she was just like, I just want like different crazy pizzas coming out all night. So that's what I did. I just did I just made a bunch of different stuff. I had pork belly. I made sausage. I uh, had different mint, basil, uh, cilantro, a bunch of different hot sauces, a bunch of different toppings. Wow. You know, salamis and cheeses and stuff. So that's kind of a perfect transition. So for those people who are listening today, we are going to start off. We're going to talk about some of the most interesting stories in the vegan world. And then we are going to spend the next half of the episode talking about Hot sauces. So Jesse yeah, is like a wizard master. <laughs> and that's what I've learned. And he's, we haven't been around each other that long. So it's that I know that already speaks to the quality of his ability to make hot sauces. And then um, at the at the end of the episode, I'm going to be talking with my friend Aaron Jupin about his five favorite sandwiches, vegan sandwiches in Los Angeles. So uh, stick around for all of those things. Um, we are going to go ahead and get this fun thing started. So let's see, uh, the most interesting stories that are happening in the vegan world right now, number one, fake beef gets cheap. So there are all these companies that are uh, engineering uh, meat in vitro. So they take cultured animal cells and they are making meat from that actual meat that is like the animal itself. Um, Just like cloning meat. Yeah, essentially, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but they're like in these big vats. Kentucky Fried Chicken do that? Uh-uh. They're like headless chicken farm. No, what? Did you hear about that? I heard about that. I am gonna look it up. You know? Do you want to tell me more? Rumors. That sounds yeah. That sounds kind of crazy. Well, I don't like. I just remember like, people talking about it. That like yeah, like they had chickens that were like being pumped full of their nutrients and whatever, but they weren't actually alive. You know, it's like meat farming, but without live I want animals. to pretend this is like a weird Halloween joke, but I don't think it is. Yeah, I'm going to have to look this Halloween. up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so what I found interesting, and the good. reason why I'm bringing it up, is because the article I read said that they had managed to reduce production costs to $150 per pound of chicken and $200 per pound of beef. And I just remember when this started out, I remember like they went on the Today Show and they're like, all right, you just tried a beef burger made from fake in vitro beef. And they'd be like, how much did that burger cost? And they'd be like, $100,000. Yeah. Whoa. Or something. Because it's something just costing to well, make yeah, that Yeah, right. The patty. development. Exactly. Yeah. And now they have gotten to a place where it's 
I just, anyway, I was very impressed by, yeah, well, they're, so they're working towards that. That's what they said. They said by 2022, their ambition is to launch a second line of entirely lab grown meat that will cost less than $10 a pound, which I think is interesting. You get it down to like two ninety nine a pound. I, I, that will happen. But I yeah. think that's a good goal for 2022. For I, mean, sure, yeah. can, I just can't believe, I mean, I feel like it's, this is in five years they've gotten. Wait, so this is meat? It's, it's actual meat. Yeah. It's in vitro. Oh, you're for this. You like this idea. I like anything that reduces animal suffering. And I think that in turn, this does, this means a cow is not living in a cage. There's no chicken. You know what I mean? Trapped this can't in a cell be good for you. I, I think it's, good for I think it's the same thing as, well, we will, I mean, obviously we don't, we don't know. Time will tell, but in theory, it's, it's the DNA of a cow or a chicken that is, as I understand it, I could be wrong about parts of it. It's kind of like, it sounds kind of like the white sugar of, of making meat, you know, (laughs) it could be, you know, like it's, yeah, it's like it's sugar doesn't have all the nutrients of sugar. Not that there are, but the the complexity that Mm -hmm. natural sugars have. It's true. Yeah. I'm not sure what to make of this yet, but I still think it's worth mentioning. Let's see. Okay. So next up, Mm -hmm. the next story, big beef, hires their henchmen. So Pat Brown was talking to this thing called, uh, you know, the website eater. Have you ever, it's a, it's a great food website. (laughs) They, uh, they, they're really wonderful and they, they're in what's cool about them in particular that I like is that they're sort of city specific. So there's Mm -hmm. like eater LA, eater New York, eater Chicago. Yeah. Yeah, So they have a thing called eater digest and in eater digest, they, um, they have a podcast and they had Pat Brown on. He's the head of impossible foods. He was talking and there was a part of it that I just found funny. And I think it's almost, it's kind of weird, but I kind of want to celebrate it in the same way. He, he was somehow excited. So, there's a guy who's been hired by Big Beef, the Big Beef industry, to combat impossible foods, to sort of manufacture these stories, to try to make you um, question your interest in it, maybe not follow through and use the product, stuff like that. Yeah. He wants to keep you eating beef. But this guy's name is Richard Berman. He is from the Center uh, for Consumer Freedom. And my favorite thing about him, so check this out, this guy has a really like interesting rap sheet he is the inspiration behind the movie thank you for smoking did you see this movie no thank you for smoking do you remember that movie no i I remember seeing it around and being and thinking like i don't want to watch this so he probably is gonna be well it's a it's a movie about the guy who defended the cigarette industry Mm, and it's that's, that's him? this is yeah it's the same guy so this is what's it's funny it's so like, now he's defending yeah, defended beef? cigarettes he's lobbied against raising the minimum wage uh, and lowering blood alcohol content limits for drivers. I mean, like lots of really, he, he again, for it's like, like he's big alcohol. for the devil. Yeah, he's not, he's <laughs> like, he's one of those people who like, I don't know. I mean, it's, I'm, I bet he's a. You know, he's protecting our freedoms, you know, making sure that like we have the right to drink and drive. <laughs> yeah. That we have Thank the you. Right Finally, to a, a real American liberty. Beef and, yeah, for sure. That's what I thought. Yeah. Anyway, I just found it uh, in the article <laughs> so or in the interview. It was just great. It said, uh, he said they've hired this guy. Da, 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 da. He's a mouthpiece. He goes, which I feel like, boy, that's a point of pride for me. This is Brown talking at this point. Mm. He said, you definitely want to be the people he's going after, not the people who he's defending. And I just thought, you know, that's exactly how I would feel. It's almost like a, it's like a star in the sky. It's like if this guy is on the other team, it's mm. a North Star that this is the future. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, if he's defending you, it probably means there's nuclear radiation in your product or something. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. That's, I would <laughs> say that is true. Deposits. 
That's wild, man. Well, that's why it's so popular in the Middle East where they're trying to engineer nuclear bombs. It's great. That's why big beef is so happening out there. Oh, is it? No. That was oh. a tad, just a really bad oh, joke. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. So, next next story. A okay. little, little less fun, but a little good. Uh, California governor, so Gavin Newsom, had signed a new bill that is going to ban the sale of new fur and stop circus performances of animals. So, they, they were sort of particular about it, but essentially, you can no longer sell new fur here, which I think is great because jesus christ fur is crazy if you've ever seen a video of how they do that and what happens it is not good so new fur yeah so like you can't go in and buy like a fur coat anymore oh yeah Yeah. i think it's about time that we don't need to keep doing that we have to have enough of those and some vintage ones i'm sure just be people and like animals are just totally outnumbered (sighs) and it's just not cool anymore it's pretty you can't consciously do that yeah because it's just knowing what has been done already and if you have any respect for the earth <laughs> and animals, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. It's good. Anyways. The reason why I'm excited about it, California often sets an interesting precedent for America. And it's not that every state follows. But mm-hmm. for example, um, if whenever, because emission laws are different here than they are in any other state in America, we are the largest market for cars, though. We sell more cars than any other state in all of America, oh, yeah. we're, we're, we're the fifth cars. largest economy anywhere on earth if California was its own country. So uh, it's the fifth. It is. It is the fifth. It used to be the seventh. It is now ahead of India, which is bonkers to me. I, I just looked this up. Um, what I found fascinating, though, is this precedent. Wow. What, it, what that means is, <clears throat> I mean, if you are a, a, a fashion house, right, making couture fashion and you want to sell that and you're going to sell uh, California is a massive market for them. And if they're going to keep fur in their designs, that means that they won't be able to sell them here, which means they won't be able to hit the profit margins that they want to. And all of that ends up hurting their bottom line. I'm excited to see sort of the long tail of this, the trickle effect of this, because it's again, it's only California, but slowly but surely, a lot of businesses are going to just say loves faux fur anyways, you know, so do they? Oh, yeah. I mean, they used to have a lot of normal fur in there. Maybe not. Vogue, but Maybe high now, fashion does. Well, yeah, they. I mean, they might now, but they didn't for a it's long like time. Those Yeti coats with like S- Stella Jeffrey McCartney Campbell was boots. the only people <laughs> or only only like high fashion label that I knew of that for a long time wouldn't use fur. Everyone else did. Well, the problem with faux fur is that like it's just like it doesn't last. As well, long. It, it's it also makes you like sweat. Doesn't retain the same heat. Does it? it functionally isn't that great. Yeah, is it really? In, in actually cold weather. I mean, well, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Um. And synthetic fabrics, they make some really good stuff, but like a lot of it's like hiking, um, you know, camping mm. gear. So it's like thin, it's mm. made for moving. It's not really like comfort. I'm going out true. in town. It's there is, like there is room for it to get better. That's for sure. But I think this will help push and people towards it becoming better. They will do more research yeah. and development into That's where it needs to go up. for right. sure. Which is cool. Like Blade Runner where it's like, you know... There are no real animals. It's just a bunch of fake animals. <laughs> <laughs> and they go, is that real? It's like, no. It'd be worth like a billion dollars a if billion it was real. Dollars. That's right. Yeah. This is fake. It's only worth uh, yeah. a million. Uh, okay. So let's see. Next story. Uh, <clears throat> in Beverly Hills, famed French, I think it's based out of Paris. There's a, excuse me, a, a group called La Dorie, L-A-D-U-R-E with the emphatic mark another e um they went vegan in beverly hills and 
all of their other stores. I don't know if they'll go entirely vegan, but Beverly Hills is now entirely vegan. So that that includes macarons, croissants, and then I'm going to mispronounce some of these things. Forgive me, I am not French. The Volavent puff pastry with mushrooms. There's an almond velouté, velouté, um, and an omelet with tomato confit and a gruyere made from cashews. So anyway, they're wow, like they're making so all sorts awesome. of weird little different things, but this is this one's currently only in Beverly Hills, but I think by the end of the year or the next couple of years, all of the lotteries are going to be have entirely vegan macarons and croissants. And anyway, I thought that was well, there's, exciting. There's a guy in LA, his name is Pascal, and man, I wish I could I remember his last name, but Pascal, he does a book on wild crafting, and I tried some vegan cheeses that he made. Uh-huh. And that he hung in his house and fermented <laughs> and he did several different flavors and they're all just so incredible. <laughs> and, you know, and some are hard, some are soft, some are like queso fresco, some are more like a Parmesan, some <laughs> are like, and you can get all these different textures. And I am, I was at that time just like, wow, you know, I didn't even know the versatility of vegan cheese. And I'm like, man, it's really surprising that more people aren't doing <laughs> amazing vegan cheeses because <laughs> I think it's a whole, it's like a, it's an open pioneer. It's a, I mean, new frontier, you know, and you could explore and do all kinds of stuff and you really don't see it. So that's awesome to hear that there's a place that's doing that. It's and some interesting ones too. So this one, I, I think I said this. So this is done by Matthew Kinney and I feel like he is in the same way we talk about like Wolfgang Puck. I feel mm-hmm. like he's kind of, he's becoming the vegan equivalent of it. He, um, he has three restaurants out here and he has a bunch of places so that he has like a he has a pizza place that started in new york city he's got uh he's got asian out here they've got food uh plant what's it called plant food and wine um yeah the the his pizza place is called double zero that there he's i don't know he's in all these places and now he's advising i mean he's doing laundrie uh it's double zero must be uses bread flour I wonder. Which is cool, probably. Bread flour? Double zero bread flour, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think you're right. Yeah, because it's like low glue. Uh, no, I don't know. Ah, it's even more glue. Maybe it's that's like, it. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. It's, it's more, it's make, the difference is like an AP flour will have a, a more of a crispy or outside the crust, mm. you know, mm. and a bread flour will have a softer crust, which in turn can make it more chewy. So, like, I think Bestia does a really good pizza. They use some bread flour in theirs. It's a mixture, but. Their their pizza crust rises really high. It's really airy, but it tears like it doesn't it doesn't snap. It doesn't have like this crispy. But there'll be like crispy bubbles. You know what I mean? Huh. Whereas like some pizza places, the outside like New York pizza has like a nice crispy. They you know a lot of New York places for sure use AP flour. Hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. that's really cool. Okay, we're gonna well now we're gonna have to talk about pizza sometime. And some flowers. Yeah, I would like to go check out the vegan pizza place <laughs> for yeah, sure. How did it not be good? We've got a few out here. Yeah, we'll talk about them. Let's see. Okay, and then the last story that I wanted to talk about, which I just thought was nice. Carl's Jr. debuts the Western Bacon Cheeseburger inspired Beyond Burger, which mostly I like just because it simply means that it's going really well at Carl's Jr. Because they debuted the Beyond Burger a year ago, something like that there. And what I feel like that shows is that there is still enough demand for them to start doing variants Mm-hmm. on those burgers which is just a great sign it's like well yeah i know fantastic. i know a bunch of guys in like the instruction that they get the um impossible or the at, beyond or the beyond, beyond or both the impossible at burger king uh-huh. and the beyond at carl's, carl's jr. jr yes sir and they like it they think that they're they're feeling like they're like oh yeah it's like it's better for you Word. it's like i can still get my super fast lunch sure. and french fries and ketchup and it's more healthy yeah 
Yeah, it's a uh, it's it's very exciting. I still have yet to try it, although I kind of feel like I do that anyway. Whenever I go, I always get their their barbecue sauce. I think it's wonderful. I'm, Carl's like, Jr. I'm a big barbecue sauce yeah. proponent. I like it on my burgers. I like it on my fries. Oh yeah, you, you like a, a sweeter barbecue sauce or I, like a tangy one? Or that's a, a good question. As you're asking this, I literally, I'm like, I like them all, but mm. I would say, I don't know. I'd assume it's probably sweeter. You know, the if worst I one guess. is the masterpiece barbecue sauce. <laughs> Casey masterpiece. You know that one's vegan, right? I have like a like the sweet like straight up. Is it? Do you say masterpiece? Casey. Casey, like Casey really masterpiece dark. is vegan. Yeah. Oh man, it's like pour that on chicken wings and bake it for like. Three three fifty for like twenty five minutes. Uh-huh. You'll have the worst chicken wing <laughs> <laughs> that, that money has to buy. <laughs> okay, well noted. Um, so all of our vegan listeners, but I do love argue sauce. I know. Yeah, but not. Just, I like it to be a little tangy, a little I'm, bit intricate. I was gonna say I like the tang too. Yeah. A little extra vinegar. Uh-huh, not too thick either. Mm. Not like that. Sure. Not like a paste. So, so it can go into the toothpaste crevices. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Good. Well, uh, okay, that is uh, that is going to be it for now. Go. We're going to take a quick break, and we will be right back. This podcast is brought to you by an opportune barking. This commercial break brought to you by Alex's stomach growling. It's hungry. No. No. Is it dinner? All right, and welcome back, everybody. I am here with Jesse, and we are going to now talk about hot sauces and hot sauce extravaganza. So, Jesse, you like hot sauces. Oh, yeah. Love hot sauce. You, so you love hot <laughs> love sauces. Love hot sauce. Is, oh, yeah. Is hot sauce one of your favorite things on earth? Yes. Probably, yeah. No, probably definitely. (laughs) (laughs) So talk to me a little bit about it because I, the Midwestern boy I was, the family that I grew up in, my Mm -hmm. my dad likes spicy food, but I think if one of your parents doesn't, and my mom does not, I think it doesn't really end up in your life as much. Does that make sense? Like my dad's not cooking it into stuff because my mom wouldn't eat it sort of thing. So it ends up just not being a part of anyone's lives. I didn't get into hot spicy stuff until I was in college. So help me understand your background. You were into hot sauces well, in your childhood? Oh, yeah. It's, uh, growing up, for sure. I think that for a lot of people that grew up in California, it's uh, Tapatio is like the marijuana, that the starts, gateway drug. Really? Of a hot sauce world. Okay. Yeah, because it's so, it's it makes any food that's either whatever, bad or bland, delicious and great. And you can... Eat a ton of it, like microwave burritos. Microwave burrito without tapatio is basically inedible. Uh-huh. But with tapatio, it's like one of the greatest things on the planet. Well, so here's one of my questions, and this mm-hmm. is one of the things that I hoped we could explore. When you're a kid, that is. Do you think of <laughs> hot sauces as a band aid for food? If a if do you think Enha- most food enhancer? So, but <laughs> I mean elixir. that's fair. But I feel like enhancer means I think of when I think of an enhancer, I think of salt. Salt is bringing out a flavor that is already there. Whereas mm. I, I mean, again, and I love hot sauces. I'm into them now. I'm fully, right. I'm fully down. But whenever you're talking about 
covering up food. I guess one of my questions, and I'm wondering if anybody sort of has ever felt that way, is I think early on for me, a lot of hot sauce felt like it covered the food. Like you couldn't taste the flavor of what was underneath it. Uh-huh. Do you still think, do you, do you feel like you can? Do you feel like well, it's part of it? Well, there's some foods that hot sauce don't belong on. Mm-hmm. Like there's things that like you don't can't, you don't just put hot sauce on anything and everything. Wait, so that's actually and a sometimes, question. sometimes like you, sometimes you get so addicted to it that you just want to put hot sauce on anything and well, everything. That's, that's right. What would you not put it on? Like if I got a really good steak. Okay. You know, never put hot sauce I on steak? Would, no, not that I wouldn't. Mm. I really like, like some steaks, I, like one of my favorite mixes is chipotle and and sour cream actually for steak. Huh. Delicious. The uh-huh. mixture of the two is unbelievable. Huh. But, you know, like a, you go get a nice steak at a nice restaurant. Hot sauce can can also like ruin like other dishes, mm. you know, that are more mild and subtle. And it kind of also gets your hot and your head going and makes you kind of like more, I'm not antsy, but I guess like jumpy, I don't know, alive, hot going. So I like for some foods, like, like sometimes I eat burgers, like I just like the burger. I don't want to, once I get started on hot sauce, then like I want to put on every bite Mm -hmm. and you know, then I don't really get the, enjoy the burger for just the burger. Well, so for so it is, it, it, you know, it can, it can enhance, but it can also take away. Definitely. I, I agree with everything you're saying here. So one of my, let's, let's start with the basics. If, if, if we were taking a class called hot sauce 101, what mm. are like, what are the main ingredients? If I, if I said, tell me about every hot sauce on earth, the most basic premise of mm-hmm. it, what's in most hot sauces? Okay. The base, most basic hot sauce that you're going to find is just vinegar, salt, and chili. Mm. So that's a, that's your, that's an acidic hot sauce, uh-huh. you know, but then there's like, um, there's hot sauces like with dried chilies uh-huh. where they don't typically use, uh, vinegars, but they'll use like tomatillos, like Mexican hot sauce. So use like tomatillos, their acid agent uh-huh. for a little tangy, less harsh, but typically tap, uh, hot sauces are going to be slightly tangy and there's gonna be a spice blend of chilies and herbs and spices uh-huh. and, um, salt, <laughs> you know? let's see. So as we're thinking about these, we were talking about some of like, maybe to give people an understanding of how you're thinking of hot sauces. Do you Mm -hmm. have any ones that are your favorites? I know. So for example, when I met Jesse, he was already, we, he was making hot sauces on his own just all the time. He currently has a garden filled with all of these specialty peppers. What sort of things do you like? For example, what are you (laughs) growing in your garden right now? Tell everybody what peppers that you can't find anywhere else that you are growing for yourself. Well, all right. Well, some of them, I'm, some that I grow, that I've got from a, a market nearby, uh-huh. as I have a scorpion chili, bubblegum scorpion chilies, uh-huh. uh, which are amazing, super freaking hot, amazing flavor though. Um, chocolate habanero, uh-huh. which also the really dark, really firm flesh, mm-hmm. but also kind of sweet and also very hot and amazing flavor. Fish chilies, um, white habanero. I'm growing paprika, which aren't very spicy. I have these little chilies called uh, ají dulce, which are like Peruvian chilies, uh-huh. and they're mild, but they they have incredible like just fruity chili flavor. Uh-huh. Something that would be good on like you know pork or like more like a like you know sour orange and uh-huh. these like little tiny chilies. It's just so I have a lot of those, and then I have chili bravo from Oaxaca. Uh-huh. Um, I'm trying to grow chili de agua uh-huh. in Oaxaca. I have some seeds from them. And uh, just, yeah, like all these different 
<clears throat> chilies that I just can't get at the store. Do you think of yourself as having a <laughs> green thumb? Um, I like chili plants. I I've tried growing other stuff, some like tomatoes. I don't really like growing tomatoes, but for chilies, I I feel like they're we get along. Are they easy to cultivate? Well, they they like lack of attention. You know, they like really (laughs) deep watering and then to be left alone. And they don't like a ton of watering, a ton of like attention. They just kind of like do their thing. They grow straight up. You have to tell the story about the person (laughs) who was watering your garden. Oh my God. Someone was watering my garden and killing my chis. I kept coming to my garden and finding my uh, plot So Jesse's wet. in a public garden. <laughs> oh, he, yeah. He has like a public plot. There are a lot of those in California where you can go and grow in this space and they're sort of pre-set up. You already are like sort of boxed in. They've got the dirt all ready for you. Yeah. And there's, so there's probably like, I don't know, 30 different little boxes. <laughs> but yeah, I was just, I was watering my garden and I went to Washington and I told my girlfriend to water the garden while I was gone. Oh, I mean, my mom to water the garden. That's what happened. Because I went with my girlfriend. <laughs> and I came back and my chilies were dying. And I was like, couldn't figure out why. And I stopped watering it to try to dry out the soil because I was like, you know, they looked like they were floppy and uh-huh. kind of soft. Mm-hmm. And I kept coming back and the garden would be wet. And I'd be like, what the hell? And I was like trying to figure, I asked my girlfriend, are you watering it? Are you mom watering <laughs> Very it? Very accusatory. Like, cause everything's dying. I know, and, I know. And scary. First they drop They're all the leaves and all uh-huh. the little baby chilies would just fall off. <laughs> and then all the thing, everything, it just slowly, oh, no. just, yeah, it's too, and then when, I le- when I left, uh-huh. they were all looking so good. Uh-huh. So I, I think they might have started watering it again recently too like i don't know what's wrong with these people we're gonna have to find them (laughs) this is like a there's a film we're gonna have to sort of set up a team put 24 hour surveillance on it that's right but i think you know why i want to grow chilies is that i think that chilies are just so amazing as far as flavor and Mm -hmm. what they can do for a meal Mm -hmm. and they're hard to find and i think the problem is is that people don't really know what to do with the really hot ones Mm. and they don't get bought in stores. So farmers and stuff to see no need and like, cause they're a little bit finicky. They take their, I don't, I don't know how, how well farmers hold, but every chili plant react is like different. It's hmm. like, they're just temperamental. Huh. Okay. Okay. Uh, so let's, let's talk a little bit about how you're, so in your cooking life, are you, are you actually putting the hot sauce? Do you ever put it into the dish as you're cooking it? Or do you always save it for after? Do you put it on as sort of a final touch? How do you usually oh, use it? I use some hot sauces are, are, some hot sauces are best on top. It really depends on what you're cooking and what, what hot sauce you're using. Hmm. Cause some dishes it's better when the hot sauce is on top. Yeah. And you're, it's like there's a separation and mm-hmm. in some things it's better when the entire thing is, is hot. So where would you, where would you put it into the meal? Where would you actually be cooking? And it's like, you're actually putting it in the dish as you're doing it. Um, like making curries, mm. um, or like, pic, uh, picadillo, picada, like a saw, so- like those are like meats and sauces, mm-hmm. um, chilies, um, you know, like enchilada sauce, like mm-hmm. things like that where it's. It's a part of the dish and then things on top, like, um, you know, like salads uh-huh. or basically anything. That's actually really. what I was wondering about. <laughs> so <laughs> you just said salads and that's one of the things I wanted to 
bring up i had a really wild experience where i just had never had a spicy salad oh yeah have you you've had spicy salads oh yeah of course okay so there's a place in los angeles called elf it's sort of a famous super old school vegetarian restaurant that i think as of recently is actually entirely vegan now they Mm -hmm. redid their menu and i actually don't think this dish is on there anymore but the one time i went they had a spicy kale caesar salad and it was the first time I'd ever hmm. had a Caesar. I mean, had any salad. I don't actually. <laughs> no, no. It was it was into the sauce. What was weird is they were like massaging the hot sauce into the, uh-huh. the kale as they worked it. And I was it good. It was phenomenal oh, for the okay. next like I think the next year. Every salad I made at home, I put hot sauce in it, which to yeah. me sounds like my brain is broken. Like if imagine well, pitching we, someone to be like, yeah, I'm going to put hot sauce in your salad. And you're just like, wow, you were a bad person. Why would you do it, that to it me? It does make sense because lettuce is very cooling. It's true. You know, so it's, true. it's, it's very nice uh-huh. on the tongue. That's true. It, it, it was incredible. Yeah, and now it, it's one of those things where I think it's almost like a beautiful, I don't know if they're, I always think there's sometimes like when you're cooking or when I cook, sometimes I want to do things that are surprises. And to me, yeah. I think that's part of like a, I think every dinner, you know what I mean? You're making three or four courses. One thing in there should be like a, like a, holy shit. Wow. This is like a special moment sort of thing. Uh-huh. I would have never thought to do this. You don't want to do that for the whole meal, but one part of it should have that. Like, what did you do here? This yeah. is really weird. I, cause you want, you want new, I mean, I don't know. I want new experiences and I feel like that's a way to offer it. It's just like that one little moment of, I'm going to test your limits here. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Or, or, or tri- like, you know, confuse someone. Someone thinks they're getting something that maybe is like really sweet totally. or right. whatever. And then they eat it. They're like, oh, whoa, this is not what I expected. It's like you when know? someone hands you a glass of, it's clear and you drink it and then you think it's going to be water, but it's Sprite. And your like taste buds go nuts for a second. Mm-hmm. That sort of thing. So I hand you a glass and you take a sip and there's nothing in it. And they're like, no, no, put it in the sink. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. like, oh, I thought you were handing me something. So let's talk a little bit of our favorites. So I know you yeah. make a lot of your hot sauces. Mm-hmm. You said you started out your life with tapatilla. Are you doing other things? Are you like a cholula, sriracha, tabasco, gochujang? You I do gochujang? Gochi, yeah, I like gochujang is not very spicy. It's really sweet. And Truly. It's really good for making stews and stuff. And right. You can make like a fair amount of good hot sauces with. But a lot of times it's, it's very strong. For making hot sauce, you have to dilute it, I think. And I think that um, there's a lot like some Korean hot sauces. Like I think even the koji. I had read a, 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 a Roy Choi recipe that I felt like the hot sauce for meats is like for gochujang. It's, it's, it's like... It, it's it has like an overwhelming flavor. I think it needs to be mellowed out. Well, I think for a lot, a lot of, of things you were talking about <laughs> it being sweet. And I yeah. feel like a lot of, I mean, at least in my experience, the singular time I had gochujang was actually somebody was doing Korean barbecue and they had vegan options. We did it at yeah. a friend's house. And if you roast on the fire, the sweeter something is, the more it can caramelize. Right. For and sure. I feel like that's why that's typically sweet. Oh yeah. Oh, you're cooking it for sure. Absolutely. It mellows it out. Uh-huh. Definitely. So are you doing all but of those? Di- are you hopping in on those hot sauces? So, yeah, Do you I, still eat? Like, are you, do you have a sriracha bottle at home that you demolish weekly? No, no, no. I demol- no. I I I eat mostly fresh chilies. So you do my, my favorite. You don't actually do chilies. like a hot sauce. So like I still have like I still have tapatio sure. because some course. things like you just want that. Uh-huh. You know, it's still good. Uh-huh. Like tapatio, like I still like every now and then a cold flour tortilla with like some black beans and romaine lettuce and some shredded. Um, 
cheddar cheese and <laughs> tapatio on it. Like it's like one of the cheapest little road tacos. But every now and then I'm like, fuck, that's all I want. I don't even want it hot. I want it cold. You know? my, my friend Timo moved to Norway and they don't have hot sauces out uh-huh. there. When he came back after moving out there for a year, he literally came back and bought like a case of Tapatio packets, you know, the little <laughs> yeah, individuals. Yeah. And he <laughs> flew back with that in his suitcase. I feel like that's a, I feel like that's a Los Angeles move. Cause for sure, I mean, yeah. I never met people who loved hot sauce that way, at least well, where you, I was from at home. People who love hot, like me love yeah. hot sauce. People They're love hot sauce. It's just like, okay, I get it. Your, your food tastes good. I'm like, but can we eat some hot sauce now? That's ac- something that's actually good. Uh-huh. You know, it's like going to a Michelin star restaurant opposed to going to like the Waffle House. Well, so like can, you're going to go somewhere and eat something that's actually good. That would be my question to you. So is there a, <laughs> in your brain, is there a Michelin starred hot sauce? Yeah, mine. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I started out eating just all the sauce. And then, and then I like when I really started, I started making my own. I think when, when I really got good at making hot sauce is when I was doing street food. Because I was making my own weekly like hot sauces to put on my bowls because I knew that like some people that really liked hot sauces were just going to fucking be like, dude, I'm just going to come back here for the hot sauce. Melt and my it face worked. Off. Yeah. It worked. Be- and, I'd, and I'd always, and I had a little finger lime tree uh-huh. that burnt down in the fire. So finger limes. So these things are like, like key limes, they're sort of small. Finger limes are these Australian limes and they're shaped like your small finger. Huh. And they're shaped kind of like a banana, like a little tiny banana. And uh-huh. they, mine are black and they're limes. And the, they're also known as caviar limes because when you squeeze out the inside, it has all these little tiny fruits that are the citrus and they pop. And they're amazing. What? They're absolutely incredible. And But even more amazing than the inside uh-huh. is the skin of, the, of these things. Uh-huh. The skin of these things is, as far as I'm concerned, fucking gold. It's like super potent. Super. Yeah. The like it's like a kaffir lime, uh-huh. but eat, but kaffir lime is like, I think more uh, disruptive to the, to the entire nostril area, uh-huh. your nose, you uh-huh. know, your flavor. Uh-huh. Whereas like these are just like really potent, but just mix so well with like anything. And so at this one, I had this massive hot can sauce I find that at any market. You can buy, they don't, you can get them sometimes at like farmer's markets. Mm-hmm really rare and sometimes local places will have the trees i bought mine for like like a hundred bucks or a ton of ten bucks you They're bought expensive. the tree for yeah and it was tiny oh. and um and they will produce a lot uh-huh. a small one will a little uh-huh. tiny one will produce hundreds hundreds of lines uh-huh. but um i would take one of these things and throw it in a hot, throw it in a blender and i had a massive hot sauce collection uh-huh. at, the, at the time and i was doing street food so i would just mix together like a couple different hot sauces that I thought would well, work well together uh-huh. pour some vinegar in uh-huh. put a few tables put like a tablespoon of salt in uh-huh. add a handful of garlic and like a finger lime uh-huh. and blend that uh-huh. and that was like a full foolproof method of making your own fast food hot sauce that was incredible uh-huh. and I had people that were like just like yeah, this is amazing what's in it and I'm like I don't know. A few random hot sauces, garlic, uh-huh. finger lime. I mainly just tell people about the finger lime because that's something that's amazing that hardly anyone knows about. Uh-huh. And, you know, and it's, and it's, you know, and everyone can taste it. And everyone's like, what is that? Huh. 
So that's a really, I was like, uh, th- so then when I was doing that, I got really good at making hot sauces and like these fast ways and started, oh, and, and I lived in Oaxaca and I was making different hot sauces too. So there's always different periods in my life where I was making different kinds of hot sauces right. Serve for different, different reasons. Right, right. And I just learned, I feel like how, how to get like intense flavor without too many ingredients. So you're not like, cause it's. Hot sauces that when you're because there's definitely a lot of hot sauces that kind of taste good, but when you put them on stuff, they don't really match up to anything you're eating, uh-huh. and they just they're either like too vinegary or have too many ingredients right. or whatever their problem is. Sure. They they don't really work well with like like I I typically think you need to be able to put this hot sauce in like fucking anything that sucks to make it good. <laughs> if you can't do that, it's not really a good hot sauce. <laughs> True. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So I wanted to talk about, do you have a favorite hot sauce at Taco Bell? So we've got mild, oh, mild hot do, fire Diablo. And then they do, they do green too. If you ask for it. Right. I think it's like every once in a while special in the green at Taco Bell. Well, I haven't either. <laughs> I actually always forget to ask for it and green peppers don't agree with me, but, uh, yeah. Oh really? Do you get down? Um, okay. Well, so, so yeah, for sure. Like I definitely have, um, a spot for Taco Bell and they must have the hot sauce or they're not edible as far as I'm concerned. Well, it definitely helps. <laughs> and I, every bite needs at least oh, one a packet. A little bit. Yeah, no, you're like... No, no, one whole packet. <laughs> I'm not joking. Every bite must have one whole packet that of hot is, sauce. I mean, that is a move. I feel like Taco Bell I'm, was for many I'm people totally in the serious. Midwest their first experience with hot sauce. So I feel like at least it was mine. I know it was some of my friends. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's the first time. What's cool about it too is you get to ramp up like how good you are at it. You know what I mean? You come in that first day and you're like, yeah, I'm doing mild. And it's like, Ooh, that's a little spicy. And then like maybe next year uh-huh. you're a little older. You're like, I'm going to grow up. I'm going to try this hot now. And then so sooner or later you get to Diablo. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? You're leveling up. And I, I like Taco Bell for that. Cause otherwise if you go to a store, there's really no indication and, and the, on the bottle. You how know hot what? Something I, is. Hold on, I bet you anything that, it's like when you re- when you're in the Midwest and you reach the Diablo stage. Oh yeah, you get a move to California. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. It's a it's like a one way ticket yeah. straight out here. Yeah, you're like, no, you got to do it now. It's like everyone fucking's clapping and throwing rice and shit. Exactly. And then yeah. you, it's like the the Diablo sauce. All of that ramping up is like the poor man's version of hot ones on <laughs> that's, YouTube. It's wonderful. But yeah. So I of course like. Um, the hot one, the Diablo. What is it? So there's Diablo. What are the names of so, Taco Bell? Mild, hot, fire, and Diablo. Yeah. So fire and Diablo. Like I think the other two aren't like they're weird. They're not good. I actually love fire. No, mild is incredible. Oh really? I, yeah. Yeah. I'm actually mm-hmm. really still into it. I like the, yeah Diablo. You know what's really interesting? I eat, I like both Del Taco and Taco Bell. Uh-huh. Like um, only when I'm doing construction because <laughs> you just. For some reason, you're like, I need, I think because you're like, you know, you're lazy and you want satisfying cheap food. Uh-huh. But anyways, and they both have, I think their hot sauces are very similar. Uh-huh. But what's really interesting is I've taken their hot sauces and put them in my truck and have been like, you know, I'm going to put this on other stuff uh-huh. and it's going to make it taste better because I don't have to buy hot sauce. That's a great idea. But it only tastes good on Taco Bell or Del Taco. Whoa. I'm like, you can't take a Diablo and then go put it on your own taco. You're uh-huh. going to be like, ugh. It doesn't work. It tastes disgusting. I don't know if I've ever tried this. Yeah, you have to try it. Oh my God. I really think it's it's a true true thing because I've done it. And I'm like, this is weird. 
Because I really like it on Del Taco, but I do not like this on my homemade taco. That is incredible. All right. We are but gonna... I wonder if you can take Diablo and put it on a Del Taco or like uh, mix match theirs, if that works. We're going to have to get back to our listeners with this. Much. We'll let them know. Yeah, we're <laughs> going to do some research. We'll be right back. Uh, thank you all. Stick with us. And uh, we're going to talk about Jesse's first experience with the Impossible Burger. Okay. Bye-bye. This podcast is proudly brought to you by pants. You got to wear them. I mean, sometimes. <coughs> Topo for burping. This podcast is proudly brought to you by Coasters. They're cool. Don't leave rings. Vegan Carne Alliance. All right, and we, we are back, everybody, to talk about Jesse's first experience with the Impossible Burger. So Jesse got, uh, I, got, I got him like a package of the stuff that they're selling in stores now from Gelson's and then the markets on the East Coast, da-da-da-da-da. So Jesse took this thing home. It's 12 ounces of Impossible Beef in a package just like you'd find it if you went to a grocery store to buy real beef. Um, how did that go? Jesse, tell me about what you made with this Impossible. It went great. It was it was interesting, right? Because you gave me that piece uh, uh-huh. thing of meat, and then it sat to my girlfriend's house, and we we're like, oh, "I want to eat this." She's like, "Not really," and I'm like, "Oh, really? Okay, well, I'll just take it to my mom's house, and we'll eat it there." And I was like, "Okay." So then I got it. I went to the climbing gym, and I took it over, and uh-huh. had just thawed out, uh-huh. and it was actually perfect timing. So I got there, and I had, and it was only had like what. Enough for two patties. Yeah, so it's, it's 12 ounces. Yeah. So. But in theory, that's as much as 16 ounces of regular beef. That's what they say. They say it cooks down less. Mm. I don't know if that's true. Well, anyways. So, yeah. Yeah. Because half like we do like it's a quarter pound, whatever. So uh-huh. anyways, made two patties of it. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. I also got real beef because everyone was, it was like five people coming. Uh-huh. But everyone tried the Impossible Burger. Uh-huh. And... Everyone except for my mom ate the uh, also the real burgers in comparison, uh-huh. and everyone liked. Everyone thought the Impossible Burger was great, uh-huh. and a lot of people, and myself included, I liked in comparison, like incomparably speaking to that burger eating. I was I, I felt like the Impossible wasn't as like meaty and kind of like over. Like, I don't know. It, it felt like in comparison, I was like, oh, the beef burger is like almost overwhelming huh. compared to the. It was weird because in even my stepdad who was there, or my stepdad, um, uh, father-in-law uh-huh. and his um, girlfriend uh-huh. thought the same thing. They're uh-huh. like, yeah. And they're like, oh, it's really nice. And it had a nice lingering good umami flavor that was there. Huh. And it was funny because I first had it, when I first opened it, I was like, oh my God, this kind of smells like cat food. Uh-huh. But it did not taste like cat food. <laughs> I never had cat food. Cat food, if cat food tastes like that, then Meow. it's delicious. Uh-huh. Well, yeah, but you know, it was, it was great. It, and it also, it's seared up. I cooked it on the grill. Yeah. It's seared up really oh, nicely. Cool. You did it on a grill. You didn't yeah. do it on a skillet. No, I, I did it over charcoal. So <clears throat> one of the questions I had mm-hmm. was, did you prepare it in any particular way? Were there salt spice blends, just straight salt and pepper? Yeah, I always do just salt and pepper on burgers, man. I don't mix in garlic and cheese and bits of shit. Uh-huh. Um, I think it ruins the, the patties, <laughs> but, uh, Typically, but uh, yeah, and I just did salt, pepper, straight up, seasoned it, and just grilled it. And then I put um, we I was doing these like adult kid burgers, uh-huh. you know. So I had like bread and butter pickles with like uh, ketchup. Dude, my little kid 
my little nephew. Uh-huh. So I turned to Rex uh-huh. on Fletcher, world uh-huh. famous Rex. You should go. That's the best place ever. But um, and he got like, he's like, I just want pickles, ketchup, mustard, and chopped onions. And I was like, really? I was like, okay. And he got it. And I got to like eat half of it because he didn't eat the other half. It was delicious. I was like, this is great. Pickles, ketchup, mustard, some onions is like the best burger ever. So I got, I, we were doing it like that. And it was, it was cheese too. Vegan cheese. Vegan, vegan oh, you cheddar. did do vegan uh-huh. cheese. Cool. Vegan cheddar. Word. I didn't mean to, but I just grabbed it. I thought it was regular cheese. It looked like regular cheese. Tasted like regular was cheese. Was it Follow Your Heart? Theirs is pretty I good. There's Follow Your Heart and Veal Life. Those mm-hmm. are two of the best ones right now. But very, imp- I'm really impressed with the meat. I would honestly get it again because I liked it. So that was one of the questions. <laughs> if you bought this again, and obviously burgers for the future, mm-hmm. they're wonderful for that. But where else would you like to try this? Well, or how would you like to use? Oh, bolognese, the- um, picadillo, you know, empanadas. Like you could use this as a beef replacement 100% in anything. That's awesome. And I don't think it would like beef would be missed. That is fantastic. I don't think people would even fucking know. <laughs> if you did it, if honestly, if you cooked that burger for me and gave it to me and didn't tell me, no. I would be shocked to yeah. be like, no, I think that's, I think a, that's a what everyone's saying. You say it's impossible burger. Yeah. I'm just like, okay, you know, I'm just hoping that all these plant extracts don't turn out to be like the same effects of like GMO on yeah. the body. Yeah. Well, has GMO done much? Well, they say that like that shit, is like no. you know, not. I don't think that's ever proven great. true. No. I, well, I, I'm not saying you, I want to eat GMO things yeah. all the time, but I'm saying I don't actually think there's been a definitive study that shows that they're. There's not right. I, that, that like there's. I think I. I think it's gonna be. I think it's a good product. I taste it. I think it tastes good. I think sure. it has, like people doing it. Companies that are are, are with good intentions are Agreed. making it. Yeah. And I think that's what all this food is really about. Is like changing, the way we're producing foods mm-hmm. you know like i was in one of these in one of my markets the other day doing doing a um a, getting ready for a pizza event uh-huh. and i guess some new prop was passed 65 or some crap i don't know but it had all these papers up on the wall that were saying that like oh these canned products are the sealant that is used contains lead that is known to the state of california you know and it's like it it just goes to show you that all the packaging and all these processed foods have traces of some kinds of poisons, it's whether it's heavy metals. Though California is real intense about that stuff. You walk into pretty much every building and it goes, just so you know, you could get cancer being in here. Yeah. Oh, right. I that mean, it true, definitely though. feels like it's part of it. But I think, you know, but just getting away from products like that we know that are agreed. It's great. Getting out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, but I feel you. I am, it, I am excited for long-term results to have a better understanding of these products. It's like, it hasn't mm-hmm. existed that long. We can't know exactly what it does, but by all points now, it is proven to be fine and good yeah. for humans. So we will see if anything changes. But right now, good news. It's Jesse awesome. likes the yeah. Impossible Burger. Impossible Burger rocks. So, uh, okay. Burger King, I just like, man, if they can just get some better buns. Oh, I know. Man, those little white flour buns are disgusting. I know. They're not as much fun, but. I'm glad we have them. They're our friend. Yeah. Well, they help. We're going to, we'll get more, we'll get better places. You can go to the counter or something. That bad boy. You can get them at the counter. They Uh have great buns. That's cool though. Yeah. I love the Impossible Burger. I thought it was really interesting too that everyone, you know, everyone thought it was great. I think that's amazing. That's, that's like the thing that's just. And we're all meat eaters. Exactly. Well, that is, everybody didn't know that, but that is some exciting news. 
Um, so Jesse, thank you so much for joining us on this episode. I'm now going to go ahead and get together with Uh, my buddy, Aaron Jupin. We're going to talk about the, our five favorite sandwiches in Los Angeles. Jesse, before you split, how can people find you online? Um, you can't. (laughs) (laughs) That's not true. Tell Um, them where they can find you. Jesse Molinex. Uh, everything is under that name, Instagram and Facebook. How do you spell your last name? M U L L E N I X J E S S E. There you go. Find me, follow me. Okay. Um, check it out. <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, thank <laughs> you for hanging out with us today. I'm going to be back with Aaron in a second, and uh, we will talk to you shortly. I'm here to talk to you about MeUndies. MeUndies are a delicacy around my house. My dog eats them because I got that good, good. Vegan, <laughs> carne, alliance. All right, everybody, welcome back. I am here with Aaron Elvis Jupin, the artist in Los Angeles who is making beautiful little paintings, but is also, and what I think most people do not know, a vegan snob. And I mean that in the nicest way. I mean, he is really interested in good vegan food, and I trust him as someone who can direct me towards things. He is like a wayfinding sign. He's like, five miles in this direction, you're going to get the best sandwich. Five miles in that direction, the best pizza. Wow. <laughs> Do you agree? I mean, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I like, I like what I like. I'm not like, you know, maybe that's what makes me picky. Uh-huh. I'm not crazy about a lot of things. Well, I was going to say, I don't actually think of you as picky though. Yeah. I, as much as you like, and again, snob is the wrong word. It's like, very, I like it though. I think that's cool. I, I would it makes just me say sound like uh, I wear a monocle. Well, that's also true. <laughs> but that's only because you have bad vision in one eye. <laughs> yeah. It's terrible. <laughs> Uh, So today we're going to be talking about our five favorite vegan sandwiches in Los Angeles. And before we get started on this list, there were really only one or two rules. Number one, it can't be a burger. That is not what this list is. I didn't even know that was a rule. (laughs) Oh, do you have burgers on there? No, I I mean, (laughs) no, I don't have any burgers on there, but I just think that's really funny that that was a rule. I almost put a burger. I want to put burgers on there, but I just love burgers too much. They would dominate my whole life. It's like a different category. Absolutely. But no, this isn't even a sandwich or a wrap. Because I was thinking like, then I remember something about a wrap. But then I was like, is that a wrap? But that's not a wrap. It's just like an egg roll. (laughs) 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 Or like a spring roll, I guess, isn't a wrap. Well, I like anything like that. I just think it's so, the burger competition is so much more thick. Yeah. And other things in Los Angeles, I feel like we have a greater expansion of, I don't know, everything else in there that sort of fits within that sort of, I'm going to hold it in my hand and I'm going to eat it guidelines. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Okay. Well, let's, uh, let's start from the top. Aaron, what is your number five? Oh, is that like, oh, number five, is that like the last one? Yeah. Or is like, yeah. That's so like, this is your, not your favorite. Not we're, my favorite. We're going to start out and work in. Dude. <sighs> number five. Okay, number five would probably be Flores BTLA. That's amazing. So I have a similar sandwich for my number three. I think they're kind of the same thing. Have you had the Flore Club? Dude, actually, you know what? I think it is the club. So I I have the the one. It has like the tofu on Mm -hmm. it. Yep. Are you sure that's not the BTLA? No, BTLA does not have. Oh, maybe it does have tofu. I think it is. the. No, that's tomato. The tea is tomato. No, but I think it's got. 
the club has tofu, and then I add cheese oh, maybe to it. it when is I go. the club excellent? Look I think I am I. talking about the club. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I I get the club when I go. Oh, scratch that BTLA. I'm talking about the club, baby. BTLA is also an excellent sandwich, and yeah. I would I think they're good counterparts. They're often yeah. a similar sandwich at that place, but maybe the club has. I don't know. I love the like sprouts on the sandwich. I think that's one of the things that's so interesting. Yeah. Uh, what else do you like about it? I okay. So obviously, I'm talking about the club sandwich now. <laughs> um i love that that marinated tofu i think it's like it's beautiful as like the third layer of bread on the club sandwich because it's like perfect surprisingly a rarity too i feel like you don't get that many tofu sandwiches in los angeles i feel like that seems to be on on the outs yeah but it's delicious i mean tofu can it can go bad so fast it can ruin like so many things and because it's watery it can ruin the bread but yeah. I think they press it really well, and that's yeah. why it works out and so nicely. And it's just like a sweet marinade on it. Absolutely. I don't know. I think I don't get that sandwich that often. That's why I think I had to put it at the bottom. Mm-hmm. If I got it more often, maybe it'd be like up there. It I'm was, never over there. The reason it's line number three is kind of a holdover. I haven't eaten it that recently either, mm-hmm. but it's it used to be my favorite sandwich through and through. It was yeah. if I was taking someone somewhere and I wanted to show them a good vegan sandwich, that was the place I went. Yeah. And I still love it. I just, I maybe burned out on it a little bit. It happens. It happens. It's expensive. It's true. It's true. Uh, My number five. Do you say it locally or locally? Okay. Well, there's Localita Uh is like the tiny one that's that's in downtown. That's right. That's the one that I go to. Uh But yeah, I think it's like locally or locally. Locally? I'm down with any of those. Why would it be locally though? Like low calories? (laughs) That's a great question. I don't know. So the sandwich that I take was one of the first sandwiches I ever had where I knew carnivores who ordered it. It's called the Badass Breakfast Sandwich. Yes. And it's amazing. So it's essentially, it's kind of like a McDonald's Egg McMuffin, but it's done with all vegan items. It's got a really nice spicy maple with a sausage piece and then tofu with the eggs. It's the best sandwich. It is. I think it's, well, I mean, I say that. I. I it's not the best sandwich out, but it's like the best, like, literally quick easy it's my number it's my number four is it really yeah wow look at this see we're connecting already because i go there i actually go there a lot and i get that vegan badass i only question i have and this is the thing is they used to do that with dia on top of it and it was the one of the few sandwiches i knew that held up with dia Mm -hmm. you know dia early on was this incredible advance for vegan sandwiches it was like whoa Mm -hmm. but at a certain point it was too much and it wasn't as good and now that we're sort of in this place I think that sandwich is still incredible and I think it still uses Daya. I think it uses Daya, but then I think they also do like, uh, like they make like a cheese sauce with the Daya. Do they really? Oh, I think maybe that's, that's why it's I think working. It's, it's always been like a combo cause I always see them like, there's no way it's all Daya. Cause I'd be like, maybe it isn't. It has to be like this weird it's like, I don't know. When you really look at it, it's a very like confusing sandwich, I think. Too. It's true. It's a little bit wild. Yeah. And then but it has like that chipotle mayo. Yeah. And like, it's so nice. Yeah. And the, the spices. Ezekiel bread. Oh, absolutely. Because on Ezekiel English muffins. Is that what it is? Yeah. It's Ooh. two sprouted Ezekiel English muffins with a sausage patty that they put on there. That's probably like, you know, some like frozen sausage patty. Oh, it for sure has to be. But that's a good question. And then, like, I actually don't know whose that one is. Yeah. And then like the Daya cheese combo with that chipotle mayo and the oh yeah and then they put like maple syrup on mm-hmm. the english muffin the maple syrup is the thing that i think like seals the deal that against the spice is primo okay so that was your number four 
Yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and do my number four now. Um, mine is a restaurant that's actually no longer open anymore. And I just found this out when I was looking up this list. So next to Fairfax High School, there used to be a place called Pita Bar and Grill. Do you remember whenever we yeah. ate there from Mastodon Mesa? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had my favorite falafel in town and a nice pita wrap with wonderful sauces, nice tahina, all of that. And it is gone. And it is now, let's see, they renamed Wait this restaurant. Second. And it is now called, let me see if I can find this. Are you considering that a sandwich? I think it's a handheld item. Okay. So I essentially I said anything that wasn't oh, a burger. So yeah, it's it is like now a wrap called sandwich. Sammy's Grill, and it's not open, but it says on their website reopening soon somewhere on Fairfax, like near the same area. That place sort of blew up because of all the sneakerheads and all that. Because it was so good. Piece. Yeah, the area. Well, they just I think they got priced out on rent, oh. and so they're moving on. But anyway, they have one of my. I mean, it's my favorite falafel wrap in town there's some other amazing ones later on we're going to talk honorable mention there's another one in there for me yeah but i do think about that one a lot yeah that's my number four yeah they got excellent sides nice pickled vegetables really great cabbage oh man i forgot i remember i i do i actually have thought about that falafel sandwich like a few times when i'm over there I've like thought about getting it, like going in and getting it because I thought it was so good. It's in a crowded area too. So that says a lot. There's a lot of good food options around Mid-City. Yeah. Miracle Mile, baby. Okay. Let's go ahead and bring in what is your number three, Mr. Jupin? Dude. Okay. So I'm actually going to do a flip flop here because I had a number two and, and then I thought about it a little bit longer and I actually ate at, I ate a sandwich. I did some research yesterday Uh (laughs) and so I'd say my number three is... Topo, which is Kitchen Mouse's restaurant uh-huh. that's next door. It's, it's like a to-go. It's like a to-go sandwich place. And you get like, just like a ready, you know, I don't think, I think that's something that's like hard to find being vegan too, is like somewhere ready you can just like sandwiches. walk up and get like a deli counter sandwich. Uh-huh. You know? I feel the same. I love them. Yeah. So like, I really love the, they have a smoked tofu turkey sandwich. Right for my heart. That's like. That's in my honorable mentions. I love that one. I love that sandwich. And they also have a spicy mushroom sandwich that's like out of this world. And I get them both cold. Uh. I don't get them heated up. Because I'm, I'm like, I think it's like my mother. She used to like always make me like just like, you know, turkey sandwiches mm-hmm. on like white bread with Same. like butter and uh-huh. black pepper yeah. for like lunch. And it's just like you know, cold turkey sandwich is just like, and it's got like pepperoncinis on it. It's like so good. That sandwich is like amazing. I'm glad you feel that way. And I agree totally. It does not surprise me. Although I will say you're such a mushroom lover. I would have assumed the mushroom mushroom sandwich would have been preferred to the smoked turkey because the smoked turkey is my fave. Yeah. Whew, so good though. It's just the mushroom one. I was the first one I ever got there. And I was like blown away. I've had like every sandwich that they make too. Same. And the soups? Yeah, oh my I've gosh. had one of Did the soups. Did you do the avocado broccoli? Yeah, Ooh, I bought baby. that. Like oh, I, I need it. I bought like a thing of it when they had it. Yeah. But yeah, I had that and it was really good. And um, I really like, uh, oh, I'm trying to think of what I got there one time. Oh, they had like a killer breakfast burrito. Really? Yeah. It's, it's like, it's okay. I mean, if we're going to get breakfast burritos... That's whole other territory. Hard game. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm also also like I'm like this place is the best, but then I'm like there's other places I have to try. But their breakfast burrito is really interesting. It's not like a I would not consider it a breakfast burrito. See, but I like that. I like these ones that sort of play with the schematics of it. You know what I yeah. mean? Because when you go and get a falafel pita wrap somewhere, you kind of know what's coming in it. Uh-huh. You wanna? I like that play though. Yeah. Yeah. They shove like broccoli in it, which I like. I love broccoli. So in the breakfast burrito. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's like a tofu scramble with like broccoli and like nacho cheese and like 
cashew cream, like spicy chipotle cashew cream. Dang. Okay. It's really good. I'm going to have to have it. Broccoli in my breakfast burrito. I did not know. Yeah. And they're all like ready made. They just like press it right there. It's beautiful. It's all, I like, I mean, I give it up because I love like a, I take the train there Mm -hmm. to like eat to get it (laughs) and like take the train and then like ride my bike back home, Uh which is like. It's, like, it's an endeavor. Yeah. It doesn't like, happen that's easily. That's like four miles. Shows your dedication. Ways. Yeah. Love that sandwich. I'm probably gonna get that sandwich like tomorrow or something. That's actually a great conversation though, is what meals are the, like the best relative to the amount of distance you have to travel? Mm-hmm. Like we've, I've talked about this, but there's some items where I'm like, I would not go over five miles for this. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, oh, this is great. But this sandwich gets greater if it's within a mile of me. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, no, oh, totally. that, now that's my favorite because I can get there in 30 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> that's what it is. So uh, now we're going to take a real quick break. We will be right back with Aaron and I's number two and number one sandwich in Los Angeles. So thank you for joining us. Be right back. This podcast is brought to you by Wheat. That's it. That's the whole thing. Wheat. Vegan Carne Alliance. All right, and we are back. I am sitting here with Aaron, and we are talking about our favorite sandwiches. I wanted to, before we moved into number two and number one, I wanted to just hear, Aaron, when you go out looking for a sandwich or a handheld item, what do you want from it? Like, what's your, don't, what's your like dream date? You know what I mean? You walk into a new restaurant, they go, we have great sandwiches and you're in the mood for one. What are you like hoping for? Do you want salty, sweet, crunchy, cashewy? What do you, what's your like, what are your ingredients? What's the dream sandwich? Oh man, that's so hard because I feel like I've been, like I would say like veggies just mm. on the sandwich, like just like good bread you know, crunchy, you know, maybe it's on like a baguette or like some type of like a loaf or like, see, I'm just like, I'm super like easy to please, True, but like I can be disappointed. I've been like let down heavy by like roast, like a roasted veggie sandwich, you know, like terrible, but you're a good man. You're very forgiving. Yeah. Um, dude, honestly, just like, (laughs) I mean, yeah, salty. I'm not a sweet person. I love salt, uh-huh. like a savory sandwich uh-huh. all the way. Uh-huh. But yeah, I mean, I'm looking at good bread. Mm-hmm. A huge has to have good bread. And um, are we talking like a wheat loaf? Do you want some seeds on the edge? What are we talking no, about? No, man. I, it could, it could. I'm, I'm telling you, I get introduced to new things all the time. If I, I don't want to pin myself down to liking I one like type it. of sandwich Stand because open. I until I ate a sandwich yesterday that I had never had, and I was like blown away. And I was like, what? I would never Is this going to be part of your list? Is yeah, this it is. Up? My man. Okay, so let's hop in on it. Okay. Your number two sandwich is? Okay, so my number two sandwich is a restaurant who has three vegan sandwiches that I think are all like number threes. Wow. Like they are so good. Uh-huh. Or sorry, number twos. Uh-huh. Because we're at number two. Um, but wax paper. Oh, yeah. So they have a sandwich only in Frogtown that's like a vegan sandwich that's like shaved like radishes and like what? has like this like pickly it's like super pickly and it's on like a baguette and it's so good and then they opened up one in Chinatown and then in Chinatown they have this like broccolini with like it's flavors I've never even had before you know like on like a baguette it's like out of broccolini like yeah that, or just like, the, like there? it's just like a new flavor like 
the seasoning on it. It's uh-huh. just like crazy. Okay. You got to try it's, it. It's on a sandwich. So it's is this like bread pretty, I mean, cause if you eat broccolini, broccolini can be pretty crisp. It can be sort of, it can fight you a little bit. Yeah. Is it on like thicker bread? What are we talking about I mean, here? Yeah. It's on a baguette. It's like, oh, okay. It's super good. Whoa. And it's like, dude, it's that sandwich. A, it's called the Heidi Lynn Hurtis is the name of the sandwich. And is that your favorite of all three? That's my favorite oh, of all three. At least currently. So the one I had yesterday is the Ira Glass, I think. Uh-huh. And that is not vegan, uh-huh. but you can get it made vegan. Uh-huh. And it's like, I think they just remove like cheddar cheese. Uh-huh. But that one, I was like, that one really, it's so good. It, I, I can't even like, I should have paid more attention when I was eating it. I was just like really excited. It was like avocado and then like sprouts and then like a really good like mustard and some onion and like, I think, I don't know what else was on it, but the bread was like a seeded, had like a seeded, uh, Uh, crust crust. And, but it was like kind of like a softer wheat type of bread Uh and it was like square, like Uh a square piece of bread, you know, it was amazing. That was a great sandwich. Interesting. I, I've got to be honest. I'm also a chip guy. I also put chips on my sandwich. So like they're a great place where I get a bag of chips and I put it on the sandwich. And for both of those sandwiches, I do that. None of my sandwiches have chips in them, but I am a sandwich lover also. Like every time we would go to Ike's for something, I would do their like yellow barbecue sandwich. Mm-hmm. And I love the chips. Any of those voodoo chips, you want the ones that are thick, that yeah. kettle crunch. I've never been there. It, it has some good moments. I think it's, if you're in more of like a tight squeeze, it's not my favorite anymore, but it does have some so delicious sandwiches. Very cool. Yeah. Um, and it's all along the California coast, so you can't go wrong if you need it. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways, wax paper. Love you guys. I got to go. You got to. Okay. I'm telling you, man, you're missing out on like a great sandwich. <laughs> My number two, I think it's going to be a political one here. Okay. I have already been told by you that you didn't love this and it's okay, but I needed this sandwich. So this my is number, two, number is, two is Counterpart, which is a new sandwich spot in Los Angeles. And it is, it's a wild sandwich. So they, it's the Reuben and it's, so I'm going to, I pulled up the ingredients, beet brine, beet brine, seitan pastrami, melted Swiss cheese, which I'm guessing is veal life. I think, uh, purple sauerkraut and a Russian dressing on rye. And I just liked every single part of this whole sandwich. I like how it all fits together. I like all of the ingredients together. I think they do. I don't know what it is. I never ate Reuben's prior to going vegan. Mm-hmm. And I also uh, love the one at Localita. Lo- lo- yeah, yeah. Or whatever. yeah. There's this also a really interesting exploration of it. There's something about, I guess I'm, I am fairly German. Maybe that's why the sauerkraut calls out to me. I don't know why I need it in my life, but I do because I love that sandwich. I went to eat it maybe three or four weekends in a row after I had it. I, Whoa. I know. Addicted. Uh, I was in. I, I, I will say I have softened a bit. But it's not because I had a bad experience, but I just, I will say whenever I had it, I think the third time I went with my girlfriend, Alex, and we had the conversation of, is this the best sandwich in Los Angeles? And it is very high for me. I love the experience of it. Okay. All I'm going to say is I didn't have a bad experience there. I appreciate that. I think that the sandwich was good that I had. I think that I got, I think I went there with like a friend of mine and we shared, um, like two sandwiches mm-hmm. i think we got like the roast beef sandwich uh-huh. and then and we i can say that the roast beef sandwich was really good uh-huh. i actually don't think it's on the menu anymore that's weird but 
it's just not, it's not for me. Well, it's just not my style. Well, I was going to say, so I think for you and like me, our yin of a yang is if you have a sandwich that is all mushrooms, I think you're hyped. And I just, I don't know why I don't go wild in the same way for you. Although I'm actually not really a big tempeh person anyway, mm-hmm. but it had, that sandwich is all house made tempeh. Yeah. And I, I don't generally love it, but I actually, that's, I don't know anyway. But I will say that like that, you know, what is that one place in, in San, in, in, uh, Berkeley? Oh, wait. Butcher's oh, yeah. Daughter or something? Or it's something like Butcher that. Butcher's something. Man, they all have names that are close to that. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, like Butcher's Grandson or Butcher's something. Butcher's Son. Yeah, it's something like <laughs> that. that. There's place. one in Minneapolis. There's one in Oakland, but they have, they're different restaurants. It's yeah. like, and then there's Butcher's Daughter, which is in it's LA like a, and New York. Completely and different then, Yeah, place. so many different places. Okay. But they have like a seitan sandwich and I, and I remember do. thinking that it was so good. Same. Like, yeah. but there was something about this one where I was just like, and I think it's like, I'm like, it's like the atmosphere of the place. Like I had just like, I think it was just the whole thing. I just was like, I can't, and I never wanted to go back. I just was never like driven to come back. I went there maybe twice. And the second time I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't need to come back here. I don't need to come back here. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Let's see. Uh, So I, let's see, what you want to go ahead and give me your number one? I'll let you do number one because I feel like I keep going first. Well, I mean, I like it, but I will. I will happily I go hear number your one. Number one. My number one is a place that has tough parking, and it's harder to get to. But this shows how good the sandwich is. It is Spoke Bicycle Cafe's breakfast tofu sandwich. Oh my god! I almost, I almost went there the other day to get that sandwich. It's dreamworthy. It's a good, that sandwich, I remember the first time I had that sandwich, I was like, wait, is this? I know. I was like spooked. It's a little, yeah, it's a little fucked up how good it is. Yeah. Truly. The, not only, the bread is always really well done. Mm -hmm. And they actually switched that recently. I saw that they asked on Instagram people, they were like, hey, help us find a new baker. And I was like, oh, fuck, the rain is over. Yeah. Like this place, it's really incredible. It's a nice just breakfast sandwich. It's a little messy. They cook it in onions. Usually it comes with. Got like tempeh green chives on it. On it. Tempeh? Yeah. To- seitan? No, it's got tempeh bacon. Oh, it is tempeh. I love tempeh. Sorry, before then it was seitan on yeah. the other sandwich. So I'm not a seitan guy. Yeah, That's I know. Why. Same with me generally. But okay, anyway, but everything we me. said before. But you know me. You know me. You know I like the veggie, the veggie, veggie burgers and uh. not the, the meat baby burgers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, that is my number one because I love it. And you can go and have, I think, one of the finest matchas. In Los Angeles. It's a great little wow, pairing. Big words. Truly. I have to go there. You know, like I was riding my bike by there like the other morning and I was like, hey, this is the perfect time to go. It and is. I was on a bike. So mm-hmm. like I was like. Dreamworthy. Okay. Not look, hard to park at all. Yeah. And you're, it's right off the bike trail. Mm-hmm. Frogtown. Mm-hmm. That place is, I mean, I haven't been there in years. Uh-huh. Like I can honestly say I probably haven't been there in like a year. Uh-huh. <laughs> but man, that is one good sandwich. It is fine. I think I went there super hungover. <laughs> And I got a beer uh-huh. and like a coffee, uh-huh. like just total pile. It's wonderful. No, I think that's great. And the other good part, and this doesn't happen everywhere. I'm a big fan of Chris cut fries oh. and they've got them, but they also do potato wedges that are wonderfully seasoned. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great place. So many good options. Yeah. Excellent. I kind of forget about that Spot. place all the time. Vegan and carne options. Wonderful. You know what though? I'm sorry, but this, they fully forgot. Like I think it was either my order or my friend's order. And we were there for like, this happens to me sometimes. Sometimes they're slow. I have been there and waited 
like 45 minutes to an hour yeah. for food to come out. That is true. When yeah. that happens, that's okay. But if it, you know what? You're saying it's worth it. Uh, oh. It's your number one. I adore it. It, yeah. is, it is excellent. And I will say with a lot of my sandwiches, it kind of depends on the month. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You just got to be in the mood. But I have been, I dream about that sandwich often. And yeah. I am happy to go anytime someone wants to take me because my God, it is good. <laughs> Word. So like give us that. your number one, Mr. Jupin. This sandwich, I probably eat more than any sandwich I eat on this list. And uh-huh. I eat a lot of these sandwiches a lot, but uh-huh. like I probably eat this sandwich. Like I was eating the sandwich like once a week. Cool. I was like, you know, anyways, it's, so it's funny that you had a falafel because I thought I was like, well, I didn't consider their falafel. I could have, cause this is a falafel place too, mm-hmm. but Dune yeah, pickled beet sandwich without the feta, and without the egg sub for avocado on the side, uh-huh. this was, that was a new development I made that you can get this avocado on the side uh-huh. and they like season it with like seasoning and olive oil. Mm. But yeah, Dune's pickled beet sandwich. It is the perfect sandwich. It's like a sandwich that you could eat, you know, sitting there cause they cut it in half. You could eat the whole thing or you could take half of it home. It's just like, it's the perfect sandwich. It's cold. It's got it all. It's, it can be spicy. Ooh. I love that sandwich. I I have really come to respect what they're doing with beets. And I feel like a lot of places are doing interesting things. We were talking about Spoke before. Mm-hmm. They have a beet burger that is phenomenal. Wow. It is, it is fighting for the championship of house-made veggie burgers in Los Angeles. It is, I mean, very competitive. It is excellent. So it's good to hear. I So I actually haven't had your Dune sandwich either. I got to go have it. Man. I know. No, I'm glad. Look at this diversity. You, you really had to try that. That sandwich is like, that sandwich, I could get that sandwich all the time. <laughs> I get it all the time, which is insane, I think. That's wonderful. Yeah. Do, have you ever tried to recreate it at home? Can yeah, the magic be made at home? Oh, yes. You, you can't. So it, it <laughs> No, is, I've done it. You have? Yeah. Is that hard to do? Um. I mean, okay, so it's not exactly... Uh-huh. True, because sure. they have like this amazing like ciabatta, mm. you know, that it's on, uh-huh. or maybe it's like a, it might be like a focaccia. Uh-huh. I don't know what what it's on. Uh-huh. It's one of those two breads. They look very similar. I'm probably like <laughs> this is like blasphemy to somebody who's like <laughs> so, you don't know what focaccia. And, someone is mad. Yeah, but or, someone else is happy because now we're gonna just Google it. We're gonna find out. Yeah, but it's like, man. So, but I've I've made it like on just like sourdough mm-hmm. with like. I just bought pickled beets and mm-hmm. sliced them thin. And then it's like, cause they, one of the, one of the secrets is they have like this garlic, like paste, which is like very common in like, um, like, uh, like what type of food Middle is Eastern, Middle Eastern restaurant. restaurants? Like they have like this like garlic spread that mm-hmm. you can get like a dip mm-hmm. and it's just like whipped garlic. Ooh. And so like I buy this like raw whipped garlic. I just, do that all the time. Have you done the Trader Joe's one of that? No, I buy like this other one that's by like it this like heat. Really? It is phenomenal. This one I get is straight heat. Okay. It almost tastes like toxic. It's like, whoa, this is crazy. We may have to share that yeah. at some point. Uh, so let's see. Do you have any other honorable mentions? Anything else you wanted to sort of show some love to but didn't make your top five? Okay. I'm going to shout out the sandwich because see, okay, I wasn't really aware of the rules here and I put, I wasn't sure if I, this con- was really a, I mean, this is a sandwich. The torta from Plant Food for People. Ooh, excellent choice. Is 
a great sandwich. I like I that. wish they're really hard to find because they're not like out as much as they used to be. It's true. They're like an early OG in the vegan taco scene in Los Angeles. Fantastic. Yeah. I mean, really great food. I think I, I was, I think I went to them like three years in a row for my birthday. I was so excited. I always would hunt them down. Uh, dude, I love that place. Absolutely. And that is like, you know, I don't think I'd ever had a torta, you know, speaking of things that you've never like the Reuben, it was mm-hmm. like, I've never had a, like a torta before. Yeah, I don't think I have either. And mm-hmm. now it's the only one I have had. Yeah. And I was like, this is amazing. It's this very is like good. The best sandwich I've ever had. Uh-huh. That thing is great. Primo. Okay. Let's see. My other one I wanted to shout out. I said earlier, the locally Reuben. Fantastic. Okay. The next one that I wanted to mention this early on for me was like kind of a game changer. Uh-huh. Sages. BLT. Have you ever had their BLT? No. So it's it's in many ways like other vegan BLTs in Los Angeles. So you get the avocado, you got the lettuce, the tomato, and then they usually do it with the tempeh bacon, mm-hmm. right? The thing that makes it really special, they do it with a croissant. That is their bread. So oh. it's this really buttery experience. You and know it's what? I think s- I have had that. It's with unique. You. I've never had it anywhere else. They're doing a, I think the ridiculous baking company at least used to make their croissants. That's a Los Angeles based baker. And all of RBC's things are incredible. And Sage really nailed it with that sandwich. It is, I mean, you feel like a, like your royalty when you have it. It's so buttery. Wow. Uh-huh. I have to say, this is another sandwich that I just have to say, and I tell people to go and get it all the time is the Pressman from Spring Street Bar in downtown. The Pressman. It's called the Pressman. It's like the only vegan sandwich they have. They also have vegan potato salad there. Noted. But it's like, I go there, you get like a bag of chips and it's just like, it's a bar and like they have this sandwich, but it's on the thing for me, this is like this, it, it, what it tastes like to me, it's, it's a like roasted cauliflower with like Harasi sauce, I think is how you pronounce that. It's like a red Uh kind of sauce. But it like reminds me of like my aunt's chili I used to eat as a kid. It huh. has like this insane like seasoning, uh-huh. kind of like turkey nice. chili seasoning or uh-huh. something like uh-huh. like taco seasoning or something. And um, it's on like a sesame roll, like the type of bread that you would get at Quiznos. Huh. And like I love Quiznos, uh-huh. so it's like a Quiznos sandwich. To me, it's a Quiznos sandwich, a vegan Quiznos. That's great. You know, like a really like kind of like advanced Quiznos sandwich, which I like love that place. Okay. And also Lento. They they always have like a few good sandwich options. Yes, big game. So Lento is an all vegan market on Sunset Boulevard in Echo Park. But that's right, they do. Is there one in particular that's one of your favorites? Oh, man. So he doesn't do it all the time. This is also... (laughs) I feel like I keep saying stuff that's like, or like at least with plant food for people, it's like one that's like kind of hard to find at the moment, uh-huh. but I feel like they're going to like come through. Like, I think they're, they're figuring some stuff out and, but yeah, Lento, he, he makes a sandwich called the bullet, uh-huh. which is like a house made kind of like, he makes like a house made burger uh-huh. type of like meat with like lentils and like, uh-huh beans and stuff it's like kind of like a burger patty and he like smashes that down and like grills onions and then like a chili like a hatch chili pepper and then he puts like kind of like a provolone cheese on it and it's also on the same that same type of bread that uh the um spring street no as the uh 
are those called? It's the torta from Plant Food. It's on like a torta roll. Whoa. So it's like, and it, it's like inspired. He was telling me it's like inspired by like a sandwich they used to eat as a kid from like a liquor store or something that used to go to like right by his house when uh-huh. he was growing up. And so like he made this like vegan version. Huh. I mean, it, it, that's my favorite sandwich that they have there. They have like multiples, have but that. that one is like, he doesn't make it all the time. Uh-huh. But if you like follow them on Instagram or something, like they'll post about it. They used to, cause I used to be like, okay, they make it on like Fridays, uh-huh. you know, nice to go. But he, I, I feel like he's kind of like, cause he used, they used to only, they'd like have a new item every day sure. and now they're kind of like stocked up. Like they're like, we have burritos and this. all these things. Uh-huh. Right. And I don't know if like the, I don't know if the bullet was like super liked, but I, that was by far like, I thought that sandwich was like phenomenally no, good. I love, I love items that only come around at a specific time of year. We are coming. So we're recording this episode mid October. It's going to go up soon. We're coming into Thanksgiving, which is actually one of my favorite times of year when everybody makes their, I mean, they throw the gauntlet and they go for the Thanksgiving sandwich. So you can get those at places like veggie grill. My personal favorite is that organics, but essentially it's pretty much you take all of the leftovers or everything that sort of comes with Thanksgiving. So that might mean, you know, mashed potatoes or sort of a faux turkey. You'll probably have some stuffing. There's some gravy on it somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I, they'll do it with a, what's the sauce? The, the cranberry sauce. Cranberry sauce. Yeah, sometimes. And it just depends on where you go. But I always, I got to say, I love them. But they, I mean, you go comatose. It is all, it's always a heavy sandwich. Yeah. But I still love it. I've and never had it. I've never it's had that time one. Here. It's one of those things. You could love it, maybe. I think it just depends on how you do it and what you want out of your sort of Thanksgiving special. My favorite way to do it, I used to do, when we do Thanksgiving, sometimes I'll slice things up and I'll go out and I'll get slider buns and mm-hmm. I'll open those up with just, and I'll toss on like a little, a little of the like faux turkey with a little gravy and smash them and I'll just give them out to everybody. Smooth move. Feels good. I feel like we did Thanksgiving last year. We did. I did not do them last year because we didn't have as many people. I, I know, usually but you do made, like it. those crazy things. I oh, know, yeah. man, you always have the coolest parties. Sometimes I fall asleep at them, but they're great parties. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, an honor. Thank you very much, Mr. Mr. Jubin. And uh, any last words? Um, no. All right. Everybody go on and eat more sandwiches. Thank you very, very much for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was. I hope. I hope some people go and eat these sandwiches. Maybe the people who make the sandwiches will hear it and like enjoy it too. Be like, well, I can't. They're like, I, you're the kid. You <laughs> talked about our sandwiches on the radio. Maybe they will. <laughs> who knows? Okay. Thank you all very much. We will be right back. This podcast is proudly brought to you by Mouths. Use them to speak and eat regularly. Vegan. Vegan. Carne. We are back. I want to go ahead and thank everybody for participating in this beautiful Vegan Carne Alliance episode. Uh, You can follow us online at Vegan Carne Alliance on Instagram and Vegan underscore Carne on Twitter. It's like an RSS feed. You can visit us online at VeganCarneAlliance.com where I write a ton about things that are happening in the vegan world. Uh, If you have any thoughts, please email us at hi at VeganCarneAlliance.com. You can find all of my fantastic co-hosts today on uh, lots of social platforms. You can find Jupe at Jupe Scoops. So that's J-U-P-E-S-C-O-O-P-S. And you can find Jesse Mullenix online at J-E-S-S-E-M-U-L-L-E-N-I-X. These people are excellent. Go find them online. Thank you for joining us. Feel free to rate us, rate us online if you enjoyed this and we changed your life and you were a better person because of us. And uh, we love you very much. See you soon. Goodbye. Alliance.
baby. Vegan carne alliance. Vegan carne alliance.